A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. And today, um, it's not very often I think to say this re- um, more recently, but I've got a new guest, a lady by the name of Venetia Patel. Um, Venetia is based in the UK. And, um, well, she can tell you more about herself as the conversation unfolds. And you've heard me say this quite a few times before, listeners, in terms of, so what are, what's Venetia and I going to be talking about? Well, other than something around purpose, we don't really know. And, you know, as yet again, as I've said many times before, I personally find they make for really good conversations because you're in the moment and you don't know where you're going to end up with it. So without further ado, Venetia, a very, very warm welcome to you. Thank you so much for having me, Paul. It's absolutely an honour to uh, to be on one of your podcasts. And I didn't realise you've done over 500, so uh yeah, this is very much my first one, so I reckon I'm in good hands. Uh, and um, yeah, can't wait to see where this conversation goes. Like you said, no, no real definition as to what what will come up. But I'm very much a believer of what's meant to be will be. And uh, yeah, let's let's see where it goes. And and you know, listeners, what a, what a great what a great approach to life, isn't it? What's meant to be will be. And I want to. That's maybe a really good starting point for us, Venetia, because. Some people might say, oh, that means you just sit back and do nothing then and wait for the, you know, to life to to happen to you. What would be your response to that? I think there's, well, in terms of responses, it's, uh, I think there's one of the things that's just popped up this morning. I've seen that dreamers will dream and, and, and that's all they do. And I think for me, it's very different is the, having the ability to dream is a gift in itself. Mm. because that's what gets us going that's what that's what gives us a drive almost and purpose to a point as to what is possible for us and I think obviously dreamers without action is very different so taking action upon your dreams and however that comes or whatever form that takes just taking one step a day one step a week one step a month whatever taking you to wherever you want to go that dream for me um, is pertinent to whatever you want to do in the future and and what what keeps you going? So so yeah, that, I think for me that's that's the key. Taking action and dreaming about what you want to do, I think they go hand in hand. But you can't have one without the other, unfortunately. Mm. Reminds me of an old song: "Love and marriage, you can't have one without the other." Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I digress again. Um, what what came through to me there, Venetia? I don't know how this lands with you, but. Is what we was really talking about, what you was really saying there, is that really the modern day terminology, that dance between being and doing? Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think there's being, I think for me, what I've realised in the last few years is being true to me and Mm. doing what I actually truly want to do, not necessarily what others' perceptions of what I probably should be doing. yeah, being and doing come hand in hand, but you've got to be true to you, to who you are, in order mm. to be able to do what you, you'd like to do. Mm. I love that. 
said this many times before, listeners, what Vanish, uh, Vanish has just said there around the um, be true to yourself, one of my fine values, to thine own self be true, because it is your life and it's what it means to you. And I think it's true, isn't it, Vanisha, that so many of us, and I say that as a generalisation, and of course we shouldn't generalise, I'm breaking all the rules here by generalising, <laughs> but it raises a point of, we do get sucked into others' kind of whims, desires, whatever, don't we? You know, we hasten to use the term people-pleasing, but I think we, you know, we, to varying degrees, we can even flirt with that as well, can we not? Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely been, I used to say I was guilty of people-pleasing, but to be honest, I think that can sometimes be a part of who you are. Like, mm. people-pleasing doesn't necessarily mean sticking your nose up, nose, uh, up someone else's uh, you know what it means actually well, well just being a kind person sometimes yeah it doesn't have to be doing things that you don't want to do it just means being a kind person sometimes and going mm-hmm. out your way to help someone not necessarily because you have to or you want to or whatever else but just because it's actually a good thing to do mm-hmm. um, yeah um, yeah yeah and it makes you feel better doesn't it and you know, there is, a, in my humble opinion, a misconception how people judge that sometimes as weakness. Oh, you're being nice and, and so you're weak. Well, actually, no. If that's if that's the energy and the meaning that you choose to give it, that, hey, listen, that's not my responsibility. I'm dancing with my own energy here. And to emit love is what I'm doing, whether it's with you, a another or a another. And we're not responsible for all those thoughts or how they react, but it's just interesting, Venetia, how I've certainly had that um, more recently on many occasions where, oh, you've gone really weak, Paul. You've gone really weak. And I just smile. Okay, fine. I think you just said it right. It's other people's opinions don't actually matter. Mm. Um, But in some case, I don't truly believe that in all circumstances because generally we like we're humans we like getting other people's opinions to validate ourselves and it's not a bad thing to if you've got an idea or something to bounce it off someone else's house and and get their opinion just to to kibosh something it might be the most stupidest thing that you've come up with and someone might actually point out a point something to you that you have not even thought about so other people's opinions do matter to a certain extent but I completely understand where where we, where you go with that as well of obviously people will have opinions that that just don't align with yours and, and that's fine they can have that but don't make it your own opinion after that mm. it's the meaning you give to it isn't it the energy the power that you give to it um and I'm going to use the word here the c word control because I think oftentimes that by giving too much ear to um, other people's thoughts, opinions, um, we actually can give away quite a lot of our control. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it becomes emotional, very emotional mm. to, at that mm. point. And you probably digress from the actual problem or whatever you were trying to achieve initially from, from whatever you were gaining from other someone else's perspective. Yeah. So when we talk about purpose, Manisha, um, one of the certainly um, sayings that I've, I've developed over the years is in very simple terms, when people say, well, okay, this word's bandied around a lot for purpose, but what is it? 
uh, I think there's two levels of purpose, and within those levels, there's many kind of sub-levels. But in very simple terms, the statement for me on a, on a human level, so let's take the first level on a more human, practical, day-to-day -day level, is a reason to get out of bed in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You know, listen, you've heard me say many times before that through my drink addiction, I had a reason to get out of bed in the morning. It wasn't a very good reason, <laughs> but it was a reason nonetheless. In the absence of any other reason, it, it still became the number one reason. And, you know, I think we go on a voyage of self-discovery then and think, hang on, I'm better than this. I'm a million times better than this. But having said that, that was a reflection of where my own world was at for, for quite a long time. And, you know, to get out of bed in the morning with a routine, um, to be in the pub for a certain time, sit in the same seat, talk the same talk, you know, drink. Everything was around certainty for me because my world was vulnerable. It was insecure. I felt fragile. Um, and so that getting out of bed, I think, applies to all of us at a most base level. Venetia, any thoughts around that? Yeah, definitely. I think um, we might, it, I think, feel like a lot of people want, I've done this, where you feel like your purpose is this one main thing in life, mm. that you have to pursue it. And to a point, yes. But I think as I'm, well, as we're all getting older, and like you said, you're going through a journey of life anyway, mm. different things at different points in our life are our purpose at that time according to whatever's going on in our world and, and whatever's a net more of a priority at that time. Yes, we can have a bigger picture of um, obviously changing the world and things like that and making good positive change to the world. But ultimately, like our priorities change as we go through life. Circumstances have, happen. And for me now, that purpose is, okay, so what's my purpose at the moment as opposed to, yes, I've got bigger visions and things that I would potentially like to achieve in the future but your routine now around your purpose is what's take is getting you up a bed up and out of bed right now mm. so yes we've got the bigger long-term pictures and goals but what's your purpose now and focus on that because I think we lose sight of actually being present of where we are and enjoying that journey from where we are and where we're going because one of the things that I like doing now is now I'm much more aware is like you go back and connect the dots, like how you meet people, how things have occurred, how you've got a different opportunity. And that beauty of joining the dots back is really a really great opportunity just to sit back and go, oh, my God, that's that happened. And you be present with it and you look at the past and you embrace it and you enjoy it. Whereas a lot of people I feel so focused on the long term that they forget to enjoy that that period in between and they don't see just how far they've actually come i love that i have a metaphor for that um, that journey so assuming we live one might live in the south of england and he or she plots a journey to travel to the north of england so i don't know say london to to scotland um, L London to Edinburgh, just as, as an example. So you would set an intention around the route you're going to take, the times, all the logistics, etc. you know, the basics, being in the moment. And obviously, as you set off on that journey, you've got that intention. And 
moment by moment by moment, assuming you're driving a car, it doesn't matter what the mode of transport is, but let's use the example of a car because then you have control of that. That's, you know, that's your journey, literally. Um, and every moment driving that car, a new opportunity will arise um, or present itself. Opportunity, a new situation. Sorry, I'm going to change my a new situation. The car in front might break suddenly. You know, uh, a kid might sort of kick a football out in front of the car. So you brake immediately because you anticipate that child will run out to retrieve the ball or or whatever, you know. And I use that metaphor to say, okay, so we've got an intention for the bigger picture, i.e. I'm going on a long journey here, but I can only do one second at a time within that car. And I think there's also an expectation, Venetia, is there not, when we go on these journeys, and especially to serve at a higher level, dare I say, that, you know, oh, well, you know, you can't do this and you shouldn't do that. There's almost that kind of expectation that the journey is going to be on a motorway, 70 miles an hour, the, you know, the sun roofs down, the sun shining, there's no blockages, there's no traffic, everything's hunky-dory. doesn't happen like that, does it? No, you see, well, you see it on your... If you say you've got a sat nav or whatever, Google Maps or whatever else you've got on there, and you said it's got a specific time, and usually if you're going to meet someone, you'll be they'll be like, okay, well, what's your ETA? And you've got, I don't know, say we're going up north for me, so that'd probably take three, four hours. And you say like three hours, 34 minutes, like to the to the minute. And it's just like you know in your head it's not going to be that. Like exactly what you said, anything can happen. You might have to stop for some reason, you've got to stop halfway or whatever else. But um, yeah, I completely get that analogy. It makes sense. You know, it's not going to always happen as, as it's planned. And nine times out of 10, it doesn't. And, you know, just to kind of, I suppose, listeners reinforce that practical element, bring in that, you know, that dance, as I call it, that Venetia was referring to. It's actually acceptable. It's okay. It's normal that sometimes we might have to put our car, brackets, us, in reverse, we might have to take a backward, what's perceived to be a backward step in life. Of course, the the ego and the outside, oh, you should never step backwards. You should always go forward, you know? Really? Hmm. So what about if there's there's been an accident on the motorway, the traffic's diverted, so we end up going down country lanes because there's been a storm or heavy rains. And then when we're going down these country lanes, there's a tree across the lane. And so that road's blocked. We're going to have to put the car in reverse. But as humans, we're not conditioned to going backwards, are we? There's all this pressure, I think, on, you know, on modern day about, oh, you've got to, you know, you've got to do this and you should do that. You should do the other. And that puts pressure. And I think, Venetia, I don't know what your thoughts are, but we kind of forget how to forgive ourselves, don't we? We become so hard on ourselves. Yeah, I always say I'm my worst, worst critic. Mm. hands down you can have a hundred people around you say you you're this that the other all positive but you'll still find one thing about yourself at least (laughs) what you haven't done correct and then you'll like go down that rabbit hole of this didn't go right this didn't go right this didn't go right this i didn't say this i should have said this i shouldn't have done that and i get that but you're completely right with societal pressures it's like if you aren't on that trajectory up then you're ultimately down and you're losing and you're out and everything's 
like really bad yet sometimes like I like the analogy of like when you're when you're pulling an arrow you've got to come back to get to where you want to go mm-hmm. you've got to draw it back yeah that's the only way you're going to get on that trajectory back up again and it's yeah. perfectly fine to to take that step back and to be honest it took me a long time just to realize that it's just you think you've got to keep going what will other people say what will other people think what will they they do or, or whatever else and it's like it's okay to not be winning all the time it's okay to stop to have a bit of a reset take that time out and just figure out what it is that makes you happy what do you really want what is what is right for you ultimately will find you if you keep you've got to stay on the track to to finding mm. whatever it is but you can't be down and out and again that's one of the things that society do. you can't be down and out was like well, yeah you can you can be perfectly fine with saying, look, guys, I'm not all right. I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. And taking a step back. Because a lot of things that I know is like, that's that's where people get into real trouble because they, they don't want to say to people, I'm not well. I'm, I'm not financially secure or whatever else, whatever problems they've got in their world. They don't want to accept that. They'd rather go down the rabbit hole and brush it under the carpet, just leave it leave it there until someone finds it, someone else finds it. And that's where a lot of people struggle. And mm. I think one of the, the things that I very, I see it as a gift, gift is I can see people when they're struggling and you go to help them, but they don't always want help. And that's perfectly fine as well. You don't always have to help people because they, it's fine for people to be in that situation and, they'll, and just let them know that, you, that you're there for when they need that help. holding that space Venetia isn't it and that just as you were saying that um, there was a couple of things there Um, the latter one around helping is it a trait of human nature I mean I can certainly take responsibility for this statement when we help we actually want to fix them I can see what you're doing wrong here. Let me jump in and actually, in brackets, control your life because I'll take your problem away. I've got all the answers. Venetia, you just just listen to me and and let me, right, let me step in. Let me do this. And, you know, I spent many years in that space. And I'm going to be honest, listeners, it's one of the hardest lessons I had to learn to say, you're not here to fix anyone because everybody's got their life lessons to learn. And actually, who are you to step in and stop them learning those lessons? I mean, there's obviously caveats on that. If you see someone in physical danger, then, of course, that's a different thing. But, yeah, I've certainly been uh, very aware of that, Venetia. Any thoughts around that? Yeah, no, it's it's one of the things, like I said, it's sometimes it's a gift and sometimes it isn't because... Mm naturally I would like to help people care care for people and things like that but if they don't want to help themselves and like you said you're coming from a control aspect or or whatever else consciously subconsciously um it's not going to help them you're not helping them Mm. it's 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 forcing them usually it's forcing them to do things that they don't actually want or they're not ready to admit Mm. or want to change and that's fine you don't have to be, like I said, well, you said, hold the space for people and they'll come when they're ready. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, from my own point of view, when I was in that space for many years, it wasn't until I started to become au fait with the, you know, the work around the six human needs 
What actually it was doing was me saving them, or so I thought, <laughs> in my ignorance, um, was giving me a great deal of significance. It was contributing significantly to my own hearing. And that was no bad thing. But I suppose the more finer part and the understanding and the greater awareness is, as I've said, not here to fix anybody. I love that quote, Venetia, from Anne Lamott. We, um, what was it? Um, lighthouses don't go chasing over seas and oceans looking for boats to save. They just yeah. stand there and shine. Yeah, that's isn't that great for us? I mean, you know, surely as humans, we shine and vibrate to our highest level and we will attract what we're meant to attract. Yeah, we are where we are and we're where we are, where we're meant to be. Whether we like it sometimes, we might hate where we're at right now. But where you're, you are where you're meant to be right now. Mm. And that's where I, I think it goes back to being present is lean into your difficulties. I know it's hard, but lean into your problems and you're more than likely, we've all got the solutions to our own problems in our head. We've all got ample enough knowledge. It's whether we're ready to, to deal with them. Yeah, it's that letting go, isn't it? Yeah. That letting go. I think you've said it before. It's like almost surrendering to it. Mm. What will be will be. But keep taking action along the way. Yeah. What's your thoughts, Venetia, around the, the saying that happiness is already within us? Mm. I think you've got to find what makes you happy before you know what happiness is I think mm. a lot of time me me as well in in the past I think material things like being like going abroad and doing things abroad and you've got um I don't know the latest gift I've never been one for material material things but the odd gift and that like I do enjoy like I do enjoy luxuries and things like that whereas I used to think that's what makes me happy having that item whereas now I see my happiness is very much all around me and mm. that's because I'm more comfortable with me what I'm doing and what I'm choosing as opposed to happiness is well, I suppose happiness is within but you've got to find it first what really really makes you happy not mm. what you think makes you happy I think yeah there's an old football saying um we don't get too too up when we win and we get we don't get too down when we lose and that, for me, is a great metaphor for us, uh, take it away from the football, but for life in general, where we just are that kind of, that inside, naturally, that level, that kind of neutral, you know, events happen outside of us, don't have any significance other than what we choose to give them. Yeah, it is, but it's okay to, I don't know, say, say something has gone wrong. It's okay to lean into that for a bit. Just mm. don't wallow in it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the keys. Don't stay in that zone yeah. of whatever you're feeling. Yeah. Acknowledge it. Yeah. Go through whatever emotion you need to. And, and just like I said before, take one step towards mm. coming out of it or changing it or whatever else. Yeah, absolutely. Because there's great learning in there, isn't there? Yeah. You know, but once we get emotionally attached, it then becomes what I call one of our bullies. It's got a hold over us, you know, and yet again, certainly for many moons in my earlier life, uh, maybe not just my earlier life, 
think I'm kind of a little bit of self-deception going on there. For more years than I care to remember, that was very much of my my life. Where mm. you know, and I'm going to use a word that I don't use very often because you know, words have energy, words have power, but victimhood. I, I choose, oh, I yeah. chose to be in that space. I didn't know I was choosing it. I didn't have the awareness to know what I was doing. But actually, that victimhood gave me significance. Look at me, everyone. Poor old me. You know, your, your cat's not as black as my cat. And if it is, I've got two black cats. You know, yeah. that old song yet again, anything you can do, I can do better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that victim mentality. I get that. Yeah. It, but again, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where, like you just said, it's, it's what, it's the meaning you give to it, isn't it? And a lot of, a lot of people don't even realise they're at that stage. Mm. They're blaming, they don't realise that they're blaming everyone else for their problems. And everything we do is, is down to us. No one else is going to save us apart from yourself, ourselves. Yeah. Okay. I, I buy that. I understand that. I'm going to put a caveat on that. I'm, well, I'm, I'm going to ask a, a question around that. Um, there's so much out there, Venetia, isn't there? About and I'm going to really kind of stretch this around words like codependency. Mm. And I absolutely commit to shining as brightly vibrating as highly as we can as an individual yeah but there's also that other side that when you're with someone at a soul level and you are the two of you what's the old saying the sum of the individual parts is greater than the whole so you know you see this in really kind of dynamic relationships where um you know, the other party brings something to the table that the other one couldn't do on their own and vice versa. Together oh, they yeah. are, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, I completely get that. Yeah. I get, I'd agree with that because even in, I don't know, say you've got a business business that you're running. Mm. If you've got a couple of people um, joint venturing together, like two minds are greater than one sometimes. Absolutely. Mm. Because like, oh, because I said it before, it's, Someone else will, we all think differently. We're all wired very much differently and we think about mm. situations differently. And so having someone else just to be like, well, have you thought about this? Have you thought about this direction? That that helps leaps and bounds. So yeah, I completely I I completely agree with that as well. Mm. Which kind of feeds into the the other, you know. So when I spoke earlier on about the two levels, and this is only my own perception. Because I take ownership of my own experiential learning. Yes, I've studied under some of the world's great practitioners. I mean, you know, that, that's great. But the, ultimately, it's about the lens that we look at the world through, isn't it? Not somebody else's. And so that's almost two-tier system. Moving on, Venetia, from that reason to get out of bed in the morning, that kind of basic function, if you will, to then that more macro level, sole purpose. Okay, and you've kind of flirted with this a little bit when you said around, you know, the bigger mission of um, wanting to save the world. I can't remember if they were your exact words, but words mm -hmm. to that effect. Um, and that, that calling, that's something that burns inside us that 
and, and we can't rationalize it, we can't intellectualize it. We just know we're going down a certain path, which at times you think, what on earth am I doing? I, I've done that many times over my journey. What on earth is going on? I've even got, you know, use the term, I'm getting off the bus. I've had enough of this. And I've got off the bus a few times, not for many years now, I haven't, but certainly in a, you know, in an earlier life I have. So there's that kind of well, do you have any thoughts around that? <laughs> Seems a bit crass to call it a two-tier system of micro reason to get out of bed and macro ah soul's calling, spirit's calling. Any thoughts yeah. on that, Venetia? I think yeah, I think I've become a lot more aware of what's going around me and and in, in other words, more spiritual anyway, of whatever term that means for people. Mm. And I think there's some things, once you've had this awareness, there's some things that just defy all realms of logic. Things will happen to you and you have no idea where they come from. You've had these thoughts, you've had a dream, you've had a vision, you've had whatever. And within the same day, the next day, the next week or a year later, they actually happen. Whether you like, and now I see that as a gift, like different things happen and they occur. And it's literally like, so I'm one of these people that says like, how does it get any better than that? When you see these things that happen, it's like synchronicities and, and things like that. It defies all logic. Mm. And in terms of like soulful purpose, in all honesty, I'm still looking for that. And I think that's this podcast and, and what World Game Changes is about is, is a part of that. Like, I didn't know I was going to be on this podcast. I didn't know I was going to meet you. Everything just happens and you go back and you look at how things work. And like I said before, join up those dots and it just makes sense. It just mm. makes sense. But in terms of reality and logistics, it doesn't. It has no sense whatsoever. <laughs> and yeah. to be honest, that's the beauty of it. It's, it's almost like I know when people say you're in like you go to like flow state where things just happen and you're making these things happen. You have no idea where it goes where it comes from or whatever but you just keep going with it and you go with it and like I said I'm still looking for that exact soul purpose and passion but in some terms I probably do already know what it is it's just waiting to come out at its right time and yeah I think it's just letting things happen as they do and being open to opportunities rather than shutting them off because like I've said to you before when you asked me to do the podcast probably even last year if you'd asked me this time last year I probably would have still said no and I think again that just shows your growth and taking the steps and mm. how things unfold I was clearly ready to just accept your opportunity whereas before I wouldn't wasn't ready and that's fine mm. but it's being okay with things will happen things will go into flow and it's it doesn't make sense logistically it makes no sense whatsoever Beautifully put. So let me ask you this, Venetia. When it makes no sense at all in our heads, yes. brackets, and th boy, does that play with our ego. Can that leap of faith be a scary place for us to? Oh. It can, can't it? 100%. Like some of the things I've done in the last couple of years, I wouldn't have dreamed of doing. One, being on a podcast. One, like being on social media. I think people come up to me now like, family and friends and I like how have you got that confidence to do that and I was like I don't know I keep working on it every day like I know people go like go and read this personal development book and 
it'll sort you out. I just think you're on a personal development journey forever, like well, you should yeah. be. Yeah. Because we're always learning, we're always changing, and life is throwing us all sorts of different curveballs all the time. And so, yeah, just embrace, almost embrace change, essentially. Absolutely. I'm going to pause it there for a moment. Um, I'm going to ask you one big question towards as, as we start to, to wind things down, Venetia. Um, before I do that, what's the best way people can find out about you, contact you, connect with you? What's your, what's your contact details? So I am on all social media platforms. So the best one's probably LinkedIn. So Venetia Patel, and I'm sure I'm happy to send you my details. You can put that in the links in the comments. Um, and on Facebook, but my pref preferred platform is actually LinkedIn. Um, and that's the best way to contact me. I've got everything on there. So feel free to send me a DM or message me an email or, or whatever else. And I'm more than happy just to talk about anything, really. I think sometimes people just need a chat and that's fine. Like I don't have all the time in the world, but I'll, I'll, I'll make sure I get back to people in the end. And yeah, if I can help with anything, even just, I don't know, with confidence as well. And, just some people just need an external person who they don't know just to talk at, and I'll be that open ear. So I'm more than happy to be that. So much power in that, isn't there? So much power. I've said this many, many, many times before. That's why if I'm in a bus queue or in a bank or doesn't matter where I'm, I'll start just talking to strangers yeah. and, and really enjoy that kind of what I call the dance between us. And that might only be for a minute, two minutes, five minutes, 10 minutes. I don't know, however long. And, and it's just amazing. You know, people, somebody said to me recently, Venetia, who's been your greatest mentor? And I said, life. Yeah. You know, I think um, Maya, no, what's her name? Oprah Winfrey's mentor it's temporarily escaped me. Um but she, you know, when we talk about our legacy, you know, the, the simple things in life um, that we do, and we don't, we don't recognise them, do they? Because there's so much yet again, this kind of a pressure of, oh, unless you start in a school in, in Africa to save the elephants or, you know, FMG girls or whatever it is, um, it, you know, it's, it don't really count. Boy, is that. Is that not the case? It's that simple yeah. smile, isn't it? To a stranger. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Honestly, you can change someone's whole day with a smile. Like, even like now, I go, not go out my way in a weird, creepy way, but it's just, it's just like just smiling at people and saying hello. You can make their day. I've worked in the elderly care sector and like, that one conversation, they might have dementia, they might have Alzheimer's, they may not remember it, but in that moment, mm. you might have just made their whole day. And mm. I think that's, I think that's probably what the essence of game, what game changes is about as well. It's not necessarily how big of an impact in terms of financially and things like that we can do. It's, it's more about, well, how can we make someone's day better? How can we make someone's day just go that much better and, and it can be the most simplest thing as being able to smile and say hello. Absolutely. Yeah, 100%. So as we draw to a close, and the big question, Venetia, imagine somebody says to you, Venetia, I'm not sure what my purpose is. I'm, I'm, I'm in search of it. What would you say to them? 
in terms of your searching, I'm still searching for my purpose loosely in brackets. We all know what our purpose is. It's hidden somewhere inside of us. And the only way I believe I'm going to find it is being open to opportunity and talking to other people about their own life experiences. What has helped them to learn whatever their purpose is? What are the ways? I don't think there's a set formula to ever finding it because, like I said, I, I think timing is everything and everything that's meant for us will come to us at a certain time. So you might not be ready to find your purpose right now, and that's perfectly fine. But if you set the intention that you will find your purpose, I'm pretty sure nine times out of ten, I'm going to find my purpose and you will too. Absolutely. Question of divine timing, really, listeners. Divine timing. And on that note of timing, very timely for me to say, Venetia, thank you so much for being part of this dance. It's been an absolute pleasure. And honestly, I can't thank you enough for, for even inviting me on. It's been a pleasure. And all that remains now, listeners, is me in a very timely fashion to sign off by saying, remember... The world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond?